Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 152. Yeah. And it's an update episode. And I'm super excited because I feel like finally I have some stuff to talk about. We've uh, always had stuff to talk about. That's, yeah. we, that's why we have a podcast. No, I know. That's true. But th- I mean, there's definitely times where it's like a- an update episode, especially over the last few you know weeks where it's like, all right, like can't really do tons of sourcing. So let's talk about things that I'm selling or things I'm doing. But now I feel what? like things are starting to get, I don't want to say back to normal, but like... No, they, but they are in a weird way. In certain ways. In certain ways, things are getting back. And I think things are opening up. And, you know, I, I finally have some some interactions and some negotiations that have been happening. And so uh, it's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have an update episode and, and kind of talk about what's been going on in life and then in reselling. Kind of feels like this is going to be kind of weird. But I was pondering this this morning because I woke up this morning and I'm like, this feels like a bad nightmare where like, you had a really bad nightmare and you wake up and you, you're you not ready to face the real world. You kind of just want to stay in bed a little bit longer. Maybe go back to sleep. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So, so what, what, well, what no, feels this, like that? this whole pandemic reselling thing, because on the one end, right, the pandemic was is still to this point. We're not done yet. Right. I mean, it's it's terrible. People are still dying. And that's what I mean. It's kind of weird that things are kind of getting slowly back to normal. And we'll talk about that in some of our uh, reseller topics. But at the same time, it's kind of like I want to go back to bed and sleep some more because the sales have been good, right? And it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm having a hard time breaking out to be normal again. Because it was kind of nice, like, you know, not spending any money on gas, right? Not really going out to eat much. I And I didn't do the whole DoorDash, you know, Postmates kind of deal thing. So saving a lot of money and then having a lot of sales. And now it's there's this like uncertainty again, right? Yeah. Like where are we going to be, right? Because, you know, some people are saying like this is forever going to be, not, not the exact way, but this pandemic has changed reselling as like the norm. Like it's going to, it's only going to get, and we already knew that e-commerce was going to keep moving forward. Well, we didn't know, but we anticipated and this just validated that. But now I'm kind of like, there's a little bit of uncertainty. Like, are people not going to go like, ah, it's time for me to hit the mall. It's time for me to go shopping. Like, are, So you're worried sales are going to drop? There's that. Uh, there, There's the economy still. Like, there's what if we hit a second wave? Like, there, there's so much uncertainty. That's why I'm kind of like, okay, nightmare. I'm in bed. Do I want to get out of bed? Do I want to face the real world? That, that's that's why I'm there. I see what you're saying. So, so the analogy isn't necessarily like us opening back up and getting back to normal is getting out of bed. But no. just that you're not ready to face what might come from everything going back or trying to ease back into normal. Yeah, it's kind of in a weird way where you get used to a certain way of things. I mean, think about it. It's been two months, man. Yeah, hasn't it been longer than that? It's been longer. I don't than know. That. I don't know. I just I'll never forget. I think it was like late March. Is the middle of March when like schools yeah. closed down? Yeah, something like that. And I remember having this like powwow with my boys and and tell my boys, all right, boys, it's time to buckle down. We're not leaving the house anytime soon. Uh, I've stocked up all our food. And then I remember hearing President Trump saying April 15 is going to be the date that we reopened. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems like so long ago, like so long ago. And and then, you know, we went through this phase of really good. And it's still happening. I mean, sales are still happening. That hasn't stopped. But it's kind of like, all right, like you get used to a new weird kind of norm and now it's another new weird kind of norm yeah and i think too i mean you were in a good position in that you had lots of inventory inventory reserves uh like you said we've kind of built up uh whether you want to call it like a pipeline or or a reservoir of inventory 
if you have that, then a situation like this is okay. In the same way that like having a good savings account, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. like Dave Ramsey. And when an emergency happens, if you've got the six months of savings, um, you can, not that it's necessarily vacation because I don't think anybody would have called this a vacation, no. but you can kind of take like a job loss or something serious. And if you've got the savings, you can say like, okay, we can make the best out of this and maybe even good things come out of it. Whereas there's probably a lot of people who, if you don't have the inventory, if you don't, if you're, if you're not, if all of your sources dried up, if your supply chain kind of closed down or got interrupted, then this could have been devastating. Like even if sales of, of garage sale type stores were doing well, maybe other stores were doing really poorly. So it's, it's kind of that in between, like everybody's going to have experienced this differently um, and hopefully been able to pivot and adjust. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things though, like now things are starting to to get back and, and we'll just see where it goes. And I, I don't think we're done pivoting and adjusting and, and trying to figure out. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that's going to separate the, the best resellers uh, from those who aren't really necessarily, I don't want to say cut out because I feel like a lot of people like want to start reselling and they realize how much work it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think those who are like actually hustlers, those who are willing to put in the work are are willing to adapt, willing to change, even if that means like weekly. Sometimes, sometimes like you're, you're willing to make a big uh, adjustment, right? So you're, you're maybe selling a certain type of item from a certain uh, supplier that dries up or something changes and you switch. And it was a big change, but something like this, like you might have to change almost every couple of weeks, what you're doing, how you're doing it, what, what supplies you're able to, to get, what type of inventory. So um, I think the best hustlers are going to make it through, but it's going to test you. It's going to challenge you. Uh, but uh, I look forward to what's ahead because I think things will, um, you know, things will just keep getting better. I hope so. I hope so. And again, let us know in the comments below. I'm interested, right? Because maybe I'm just the only one that's like, hey. I, I was okay with the way things are now. On a social aspect, I'm completely done with this. Mm. I'm done. I'm so ready. I mean, the other day I was I felt kind of bad. I went and picked up some food and I was like, what? I can dine in here? Like I wanted and then I went back home and I'm like, I told my boys, I'm like, all right, next time we're going out to eat. Like, this is what we're gonna do. So I don't know. But I'm really I, I like to know because you know Yeah. Let us know below. Is this has this been like has quarantine been nice and easy on you and you kind of enjoyed oh, I, it? I don't know if or, that's right. Well, no, for some, yeah. I mean, it, it has been. I get or it. Yeah, or yeah, has yeah. quarantine yeah. been, 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 you know, upset the fruit basket, right? Like those are the two different things or maybe you're somewhere in between, but how has quarantine affected you? It's hard because, yeah, some people things are, it's like, you know what? Things were rough, but I was still getting a paycheck. I got more time with family. Things were okay. Other people, it, you were hit harder. So yeah, let us know below what was your personal experience with quarantine and, you know, don't feel bad if like this is kind of a tough thing because like okay as a teacher like I still had to work but I still had a paycheck coming in so I wasn't hit as hard as some people were but I don't feel like I need to feel bad about that because there's going to be other times in my life when I'm hit harder than other people and so you know don't feel shame if 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 this hasn't been terrible if you were able to get some positives out of quarantine um, or if it, if it was really difficult for you maybe share your story in the comments below and, and people will be able to kind of empathize with you or maybe share some of their stories and you'll realize you're not alone so yeah, great. All right. So what's going on with you? Yeah, man. So um haven't really been able to do obviously tons of of garage sales. I've been to one. Um thrift stores. I haven't gone to any yet. I, I've noticed I saw some articles that there's some opening up. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but one thing that I've been doing a lot of recently is uh, I've been doing uh like offer up, let go, Facebook marketplace, and doing lots of sales like that. So it's been really, really 
successful. I've noticed I'm spending a lot of time throughout the day on these apps, trying to research niches. Now, one of the difficult things is where we are in San Diego. Uh, we're kind of on the outskirts. So from the the kind of the, the center of San Diego, we're like a 30, 40 minute drive for a lot of people to get to. So even if I find an item that I really want to get, or I'm selling something that somebody wants to buy, um, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to work out mm -hmm. schedule. Um, if I was working right now, it'd almost be impossible. So one thing this has taught me is this is probably a, a summer activity uh, to really focus in on the local game because I have a, a a more open schedule that I can meet up with people during the morning, during the afternoon, during the evening, various parts of town. Uh, but a few weeks ago, I think our last update episode, I kind of talked about, you know, it'd be cool to start looking at maybe doing cars. I had a brother-in-law, not cars, but like some kind of a vehicle thing. I have a brother-in-law who does like dirt bikes and flips things like that. Even though he's not really a flipper, he just buys them for himself and goes, oh, I can make $600 if I sell this type of a thing. And so I was like, all right, I'm talking about it. And if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to do it, right? Like, that's just kind of how I am. Like, I'll, I'll research it a little bit. And then I at least try almost everything that I, I, I talk about or dream about doing. So I'm, I'm looking up go-karts. I'm looking up go-karts. And I find a go-kart that's a pretty good deal and needed a little bit of work. But I find a go-kart on, I want to say it was OfferUp or like, oh, I can't remember which one. But it was like only 120 bucks, right? $125. It actually started that's not, at... That's not bad at no, all. No, no, no. I mean, but it's not running right now. It needs some work and things yeah. like that. Uh, but it's one of those where like, do I want to spend the money on this? I finally have a trailer so I can move this kind of stuff, right? Like, so I'm moving in the right direction. Do I want to learn this stuff? Do I want to spend $150? And I talked before, like $500 is like a good limit for me to like test out a category. It's like, do I want to jump in on this? I'm not sure... Do I want to learn mechanical stuff? And I'm like, all right, how about I see this RC car sitting in my room. It's been sitting in my inventory forever. I paid 20 bucks for it, right? You didn't like, list it at all? No, I hadn't listed it because it oh, needed wow. some work, right? So okay, I, okay. I did the research and it needed um, like a steering servo and it needed like an antenna, like a receiving uh, chip. And so I was trying to figure out the exact parts it needed, what it was going to take. I was going to have to buy some little tools to like get it all oh, wow. running. That's a project. Yeah, it was a project. But I was like, okay, like I could I could spend seventy bucks on this, have like like basically brand new, and I'm going to be able to sell this thing for like one hundred and fifty dollars, right? And I'm like, I paid twenty for it. That's not really that great a profit, right? Like once it's all said and done, if this was for myself, it's great because brand new, these things are like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars for this brand. So mm -hmm. it would have been a pretty good deal if I was just buying it to fix it myself. But then I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could sell it just as is for a little bit less and still, and make more than, than putting the time and energy and fixing it. So I listed it for 125 and I sold it for 125 Nice. Right? That same day, so I, I meet up with a guy. On eBay? Uh, no, uh, it was either offer up or like, okay, okay. I've been so doing cash. on both. Yeah. Okay. So cash. So I meet up with a guy, give him the RC car. I get the $125. Then I drive and meet up with the guy for the go-kart and pick up the go-kart for 125 bucks. So I talked him down from like 150 or 160, I think it started at. And I got him down to 125. So from a little car to a bigger car. Yeah, I traded in an RC car for this car. Now, it's going to take a little bit of work. I, I kind of did the math and it's probably going to be like 70 bucks to get this thing spick and spam, nice and running. Um, I know enough mechanical stuff that I think I could figure it out. Plus, YouTube's amazing. Um, it, you know, it is. There's not much I you can't so do. I so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So... um. But the thing is, I think I could probably double my money once it's all said and done. So I'm probably going to have like $200 into this go-kart and I'm probably going to be able to sell it for like $450, maybe $500. But I'm, I'm aiming between like four dollars to $500. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to make a couple hundred bucks. 
realistically, I've been thinking, okay, is this the amount of work it took to pick this thing up, the work I'm going to have to put into this vehicle to get this go-kart running. Maybe I'm going to ride it a few times, have some fun, sell it. Of course, it's all cash, which is nice. It's all local, which can be kind of nice. You're not often dealing with shipping or anything like that. But there are a lot easier ways to make 200 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could pick up a few books. I could pick up like just a handful of things, a few VCRs, and it's, it's way less work, way less space. But, but I'm learning something, right? And I can't put a value on the education I'm getting, learning, you know, how to work on engines. All that about kind of perspective stuff. is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, perspective. The other thing is, I'm going to just test this out. So I mentioned $500 is like, I'll invest $500 into a niche and just take it from there and see what happens. I've done that with like buying bulk and different things like that. So what if I just say, okay, $20, I started with $20 for an RC car, turned it into this this go-kart, I'm going to put $70. So I'm already only in like a hundred bucks into this, right? What if I can just throw a couple hundred more dollars and just flip and just see how big I can get it. So sell the, this go-kart that, that I bought for and, and put in work <laughs> for 200 bucks, sell it for four, 450, something like that. And then buy something for 450, right? Put a little bit of work into it. I still have some money in the, in the bank for my 500 kind of over here on the side that I can use to fix stuff, right? Flip that, maybe make six, seven, eight hundred dollars. And how much can I turn this into? Right. So without nothing else, I want to, I want to be like able to show. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to be able to trace the RC car. I want to say this RC car has turned into a real car, right? With only $500 in parts or, you know, extra stuff like that. And the money that I've reinvested from the, the work that, you know, new things that I've purchased and sold. So it's just going to be an experiment. I want to see how far I can take it. And I might get to a place where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to work with cars. Because uh, I know there's a lot of of risk and there's a lot of issues with that, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's quads, maybe it's dirt bikes. Um, but can I turn an RC car into um, like a a newer Honda or Yamaha dirt bike that runs for two or three thousand dollars? Right, like that would be kind of fun. And and instead of just thinking about it as like I'm doing this flip in order to make a paycheck, I just want to see what I can flip it into. Right, like like transforming it, make this item bigger, bigger, bigger until I've got something that I'm like, wow, like I started with an RC car. And this is what I flipped it into. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I will say, I, so it's funny because we had some people DM us. I don't know if you saw, you, you did, you saw the DMs from some people. And and I know other guys that were in the car business. And I actually, for a while, I was into cars and, and so on. Now, not into cars like if it broke down, I could fix it. I can maybe, I know, I, I can definitely change the tire. I can change the oil and I can do all those things. But as far as like overhauling an engine and all that kind of, nah, that's not my thing. But I remember like there's so much of the unknown, mm -hmm. right? And that that's what I think is going to be fun. For, like, I think you, you like the unknown. Like I remember when you put the solar panels up for your, for your fifth wheel and all that, like that's your thing. So, so maybe it'll be worth it to you. Like, it, you know, you may, <laughs> I don't know if you'll end up at a loss. I think you'll still make money, but you might find something you like. So who knows? Or it could be the other side and you're like, you know, there's a reason why not everyone does this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I might get three months into this, have flipped it into like a nice little pit bike or dirt bike and be like, I hate working on this stuff. It's not fun. Uh, I'm just going to ride this dirt bike that I've uh, flipped my RC car into and I'm going to call it a day. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, you think about on the micro scale, on the micro scale, I'm looking at the VCRs, right? Yeah. On the micro scale, VCR is so much less work than that, right? Yeah. I mean, it literally probably takes 10 minutes, right? To get a monitor, hook up the AV, put the tape in, test it, that's it. 
but we don't do it. Yeah. Like we don't do it. And it doesn't take that much work. And again, you have to develop a passion. So, all right, well, we'll see yeah. where that goes. That's yeah. good stuff. What about you? So I've, uh, man, I got, I've had some not, not interesting moments, but it's, you know, first of all, uh, let's start with the fail. So we can end with the win. So the fail was I had mentioned not in a braggadocious way, but I was like really pumped about getting listings up. And I've always learned that like whenever I set goals, I always find ways to interrupt them in a good way, though. Like I usually don't stop my goals unless it's a good thing that happens. So this one is kind of a mixed bag. So I wanted to get to 2,500 listings by the next update episode. I'm I'm still at 22. Mm. Like I, So reason being, a lot of sales. Other reason being is I had a bunch of patches that, you know, I think the Boy Scouts were declaring bankruptcy or something that was going on. So I don't know why, but I started getting interest in these Boy Scout patches now. The, these Boy Scout patches, I had bought probably like, I don't know, 200 of them. Uh, for like, I was like the, not the end end dealer at a state sale. I was right before the end dealer. So I got them at tons, 10 cents on the dollar instead of a penny or whatever. And I had taken pictures of these when I was on the road, uh, in LA a while back. Uh, I got to do the so quick ship, quick mention when I was hanging out with them. And I remember I kept them with me in a bag to like list them. Right. So I'm constantly having activity in my store. So as I started noticing people are like, you know, watching them and I started sending offers. I'm like, you know, I really don't know where those patches are. Spent like an hour and a half. They're gone. Like gone. So I had to pull 30 listings from my store, which, which I was worried because we've always said, and, and I believe it is true. If you do too much of a drastic move in your store, like it kind of slows things down a little bit. Luckily, I was doing a lot of listing of other items. So I had to pull the 30. So instantly I'm already in the negative 30 listings, right? And then on top of that, um, I went to a store and I was doing some grocery shopping. And I said, I wonder how much this is doing on Amazon. Scan it. Wow. This is some really low ranking. Wow. There's only there's like less than 10 sellers on this and there's only like one FBA person. And, uh, if you don't know, and we shared this before, but there's a Chrome extension called the, how many, uh, extension. And you can see how many people have in stock a certain item. So I look and I'm like, Hmm, I can make a killing on this. So that night I, uh, dropped a few grand wow. <laughs> and I, and I bought out, now I could have bought more. Is this is this a food item? I'm not gonna even say what it is. Wow. I'm not even sharing. Um, so I sold through, and I merchant fulfilled it. So I sold through 150 of them like in a week, and it, you know I to the point that like I had to, I knew that these things were gonna sell, so I had to like order like special boxes. So I had to add that into my overhead. So that slowed me down. Because I had to pack every single one of those items and yeah. they were like, they're, they're selling like, you know, it wasn't like, it was like 10 or 15 a day, maybe sometimes more. So that slowed my, what's down. your, what's your uh, profit margin on those? So the, so the profit margin went anywhere. Now it's getting less and less and lesser. So at first it was like 10 to 20. Wow. And then it got down to nine, eight, five. You know, that's how Amazon goes, right? Yeah. It goes, Right. It's like the price battle. You go penny for penny. And, you know, I will say this. 
I used to do the whole like, oh, hold my stuff up at 30% higher and wait for people to sell out. People don't do that. Yeah. Like the moment you jump on a listing. So now that listing has 30 sellers on it. Mm. Right. And now FBA people have caught on to that. So now FBA is a competition. So it was good for me. Two reasons. It was profitable. The other reason was that it, uh, it reminded me of why I'm not a fan of Amazon because mm-hmm. not, not that it's Amazon's fault. It's the market, but it is intense, yeah. right? You think you have something good and it only took five days for the price wars to begin. So now I have about 30 left and I'm just trying to get those out of here, right? We talked about that in our interview with Reezy. Right, that stop loss. Now I'm not at a loss yet. I'm still making profit, but mm. you know, <clears throat> things have slowed down a little bit now, especially with the reopening. I think I don't know. I don't know what's gonna this is why I'm kinda like like today was the first morning I didn't wake up to multiple sales. Actually, I, I don't know. I didn't wake up to a single sale this morning. I don't know whether to say like good, you got a chance to breathe or I'm sorry, man. I wish you had so many sales. No, like, well, I was so I mean, I'm so used to like you wake up and there's like a ching or there's an mm-hmm. offer or there's something, right? And this morning, I didn't get anything until, until about noon. So right now we're recording. It's like one something in the afternoon. And I'm like, okay, like, are we back to the norm? Like, yeah. and again, that's only eight hours, right? For all I know, like I had a situation last week where it was dead throughout the day. And then you know how eBay does it? Like you get five sales in a row, like out of nowhere. Like what? Like if somebody hit the on switch mm-hmm. back at the, you know, the, the underground bunker, I like, you know, Devin still around sl- secretly flipping switches. Like, I, I don't know what happened. Anyways, we have a new CEO, but just joking. Um, CEO will always be Devin. Devin will just be short <laughs> no, for CEO. What are you talking? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So anyways, there was that. So those two things slowed me down, but I, you know, it made me have a greater appreciation for Merchant Fulfilled because like before I used to be so very FBA, like I'm not touching merchant field. I'm not doing it. But for the first time I experienced the upper hand with merchant field over FBA because I actually, um, two years ago, maybe two years ago, I don't know. I did the trial run where you can get a prime badge, even though you don't send it to the warehouse. So you have to meet certain metrics. So I turned on my prime badge. Now the problem with that is I turned on nationwide prime so I had two orders I had to ship second day that I I broke even on. So I had to pay like $30 shipping, one to get like to New York, another one to get like to Maine or something. But, you know, again, it reminded me of retail arbitrage. The danger of retail arbitrage, if your margins are thin, all you need is like two or three returns or, you know, two second day error or whatever. And it cuts into your profits. Luckily, I had enough units that, you know, it was just a blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, I have inventory to list still, and um, I'll talk about later about what I'm looking forward to, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there again. So let's, let's talk about some random stories. You got some random stories? Yeah. So I got one where this is interesting because I, I didn't know what this story was going to end up being until just a couple of hours ago. So I've been <laughs> wow. thinking about talking about this on the podcast for a while now. And so last Wednesday, we talked about scams and, and potential mm-hmm. scams. I already had one of those hit me too. Really? So one thing that I dealt with in the past, and I didn't really think about it until this other thing happened to me, but so my mom bought my son a like power wheel a while back for his birthday or for Christmas or something. I think it was for Christmas. And 
California has very different laws than most other states as far as like what can come into the state. So certain types of electronics, certain types of gas powered things, like they're just it, we're like our own country. Yeah, there's different there's different regulations, and so like a lot of times you I look certain things up on Amazon, and it's like can't ship to California, can't ship to California. So my mom ordered something and she shipped it to California. And I don't know if they realized at first that it was going to California when they did the sale. And I'm pretty sure it was it was through Amazon. And we saw the tracking. She's like, all right, it's tracked or it's it shipped. Here's the tracking number. So we were tracking it. We we're telling my son, like, it's coming, it's coming. We we're super excited. Boom. Checked in at uh, where we get our, our mail at. We have like a, a postal place we, we rent out. So we go to there. And we're like, all right, so we're here to pick up this item. We hand them the slip and they go back and they hand us this little like envelope. Nice. And we're like, all right, well, this is definitely not like, no, it's like a power wheel. It should be like a big box, like a big box. It's like the beginning of a scavenger. Yeah. And they're something. like, they're like, there's no big box. And so we open it up and it's a mouse pad, right? What? We're like this. And it had the tracking. It was the tracking for the power wheel, but it was a mouse pad, right? And so then we called the company and we're like, you know, it never came. And they're like, sorry, we'll refund you. Oh, by the way, we can't ship to California, right? Now, I didn't. Why did they wait till now? Well, the, the the thing is, I what I think happened is, <clears throat> I and I'm assuming this has to do with if you're a seller, whether it's merchant fulfilled. I'm assuming it's probably merchant. You've had this thing. issue before with this, haven't you? Like, I think we talked about months ago. Like, you're trying to work something, and there's certain things you couldn't have over here. You remember? I don't know. I don't I remember that conversation. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, but anyway, so I think what happened is they made the sale, and and. I know how important metrics are for Amazon. So they probably couldn't really? not ship it, right? Like they had to show tracking and ship something. So they probably grabbed the cheapest, smallest thing they could ship to ship so that they would have tracking on the Amazon side. And then once it we got it and they're like, sorry, you sent the wrong thing, then they could just refund. And wow. it, that way it wouldn't be like a canceled item on their end. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming it was just better for them to do that. Anyways, I, I give that backstory because I thought that was what was happening with this other incident that happened to me. So I've been, I started my gym, I started working out in my, my little home gym that I built and I wanted a curl bar and they're really- <laughs> Wait, wait, let, let's background, let's, let's stop it a little bit. Your gym is a luxury item right now. Trust me, like, I know. Like you were lifting money. I know. Well, trust right, me, right. I know. I mean, I'll share about that. I just I made some money off of that, but you're lifting money right now. I know, I know. It's 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 unbelievable how how much. I mean, I sold that bar like I mentioned. I was able. My gym is free. My the the thing is, I have a a, a motto for my gym right now. It's called free, and I'll explain <laughs> why in just a minute. Okay. So, um, I sold the bar, this one bar, and I I was able to make it pay for the entire equipment that I have, um, which is like over a thousand pounds worth of weights. And, um, so I've got all of this weight, but I wanted a curl bar, right? I didn't have a curl bar and I have really bad wrists and curl bars are better for your wrists Cause instead of a flat bar, it, it kind of bends up a little bit. So, um, I've been trying to buy one and I've been looking for them on offer up Craigslist. And yeah, right now they're just unbelievably expensive. Like it's so difficult and you, you're getting like used junky ones for like the price of like premium brand new ones that you just can't get anymore. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm trying to find one, trying to find one, looking on Amazon. They're all sold out of stock. So for weeks I'd been looking and finally I found one on Amazon that was in stock and it's capped like a pretty normal, like low end brand. It's a middle of the road brand. And they had some in stock. And I was like, no way. And it was prime. Right. Mm. So I'm like, boom, doing it. Paid 60 bucks or whatever it was. I'm like, I'm so excited to get this bar. Um, next day shows that it shipped out. I'm like, yes. Like at first I was like, they, they must've messed up and just said it was in stock. Cause these have not been in stock. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if they were in stock, they would have been charging a whole bunch. Cause they're like, the prices are way up. So it shipped and I I almost did like a dance, right? I was like, yes, like it shipped. Like now I know for real, like this is coming. And then like the next day, it showed that it went from one place to another, 
right? Like in the state, which makes sense. It's about how it works. Like, you know, you go from like half the state in a day. And then, then like an hour later, it transferred like another half of the state. And then like 15 minutes later, it was back to another oh spot. So like it was checking in at all these weird places. And finally it was like out for delivery or it, it came to the city that we live in. And then it was like back in San Bernardino, which is like the hub here in California. And I was like, your item may be lost. Right. And so like four days go by. The tracking is just like it says on the USPS like website, your item is in our is in transit in our in our system. And that's all it says. Like it doesn't even know where it's at at this point. So I was thinking what happened was at first I thought this is a third party again. They probably realized that um, they didn't have it in stock for real, but they didn't want the bad metrics. So what they did is they probably sent out something because I looked and it said parcel was like, so I was like, oh, they sent another like. I'm going to get a mouse pad. That's what I thought. But what they did is I thought they must have put in a fake address or something, knowing that it was going to get returned to sender. Then they can refund me the money and then they don't look bad. Right. That's what I assumed happened. But then I looked and it was sold by Amazon. I was like, man, like this is weird. Like Amazon is the one like their name is on it, sold and fulfilled by Amazon. So if they're messing up, but they're doing this to make it look like at least we tried to ship it. Here's your refund. So they gave me a refund. Another four or five days go. This thing is still lost in the mail. And mm-hmm. I'm looking up, I probably have spent like 20 hours on OfferUp, Craigslist, messaging people, driving places, having people like flake on me on prices. Like it's been a nightmare trying to get a curl bar and it got delivered today. Oh, well, good. And Amazon says I can keep the refund. So nice. I literally got this bar for free. So my whole gym <laughs> has literally been free. Like it, it is the most amazing thing that. ever. But anyway, so I went from thinking I'm getting scammed again to... Maybe it was just lost in the post office and I got it, but I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. I can't, how do you lose a, a box that weighs like 30 pounds? Like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So, but you know, you never, that's the thing. Like right now, <laughs> trust me, it's like, if you've seen tracking, you shipped out, you're like, what is going on? And then it just gets there. Right. Like out of nowhere. And it's, yeah, hopefully that, you know, the, the interesting thing I've thought about all that is like, this is like, what is causing that to happen? Probably tons of like stuff being volume, sent through mail. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I just think it's, I don't know. We'll see. And and we'll hopefully things calm down. And hopefully, maybe maybe this has caused USPS and FedEx and, you know, UPS to have better systems in place. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be a good thing. You know, who knows? So, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because, so, okay. So the power wheel thing is out. Yeah. Power wheel thing is out. We never got that. Um, we just got, my mom got the refund on that and we did something else instead. But, um, Oh, going just one last thing on this okay. whole free thing. So we were at a Walmart the other day. I found a set of dumbbells in the parking lot. <laughs> well, this is crazy. So um, I, I tell my wife, like we had to do some grocery shopping. I said, I just want to stop at Walmart real quick. She's like, why? Like, I just want to check the weight section. She's like, because every time I go into town, I always check all the Walmarts and they're always sold out. And she goes, they're sold out. It's like, I know, I just want to check. So I run in and I find two 15 pound dumbbells. Yeah. Right. The last ones they had, nice. I bought them, sold them on offer up the next day for 70 bucks. So I paid 30 sold them for 70. Um, and that $40 paid for another thing that I got from my, my gym, um, which costs like 38 bucks. So literally I am building out this gym for free. Like my motto is it's just free. Like if I can't get it for free, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, The memberships are not going to be free though. So it's going to be like an outdoor CrossFit, (laughs) like wilderness. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Hey everyone, ever found yourself too busy to list or wanting to scale and not knowing how? Well, we've partnered with a great service called Cellhound. 
They will help you do much of the heavy lifting and can benefit your business in many ways. Sign up for listing services with Sawhound and receive 25% off your first purchase or 25% off your first month of a Sawhound monthly subscription. You can do this by using our promo code, all in caps, Pure Hustle 25. That's the numbers two five. By the way, everyone gets three free listings to try out before any purchases. Just go to sawhound.com and subscribe using our promo code, Pure Hustle 25. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, And we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, you need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, so first of all, is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, you're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, and your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. All right. So it's funny. Real quick about scammers. You know, We always talk about adding tracking right? Adding tracking. And those of that have been selling for a long time, like that's a given, right? You print out the labels on eBay or on pirate ship, like it's a given, but it's still people try to scam. And we had talked about the empty box scam, right? Where people are like, oh, I never received it or I got a box and it was empty. Sure enough, like within days of us dropping that episode, I sold a pair of expensive shoes. And here's the funny thing. I think it's the same person trying to pull the same thing. Like they got the shoes, the show delivered and they email me. And it's not even like, you know, if somebody really wants something, they pay for something like they want to know where something is like, hey, I didn't get the item or I'm kind of sad. No, it was like a. Yeah, tracking shows that it was delivered, but I never got the shoes. I would like a refund. Thank you. Hmm. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Like you really dropped over 100 bucks and you're just kind of nonchalant. Like I just didn't get it. I want my refund. Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, it's nice because they open the case and all I did is add tracking case is over. Like, but here's the thing. There are scammers that get away with it. And that's why they do this. And now some people were telling me online that it wasn't a, it possibly not a scammer. I know it's a scammer because it's the same location. I think it's the same buyer. 
Why didn't I block them the first time? I don't know. But they're getting blocked now. Yeah. So, all right. So I had uh, two good sourcing experiences. And I, I am going to hit the thrift. But I'm kind of like, I, I don't know how much more. Right? Because I had... So the first one was... I, I got inspired by you. Did I mention? Yeah, I did. I mm-hmm. mentioned this last podcast, but I was going to share it through. So I went and offer up and, you know, you we had both talked about, like, you always check on the username and see if they have other items. Right. So sure enough, like, this individual had a lot of high-end cowboy boots, some Harley gear, da-da-da. So I go, and I'm, like, kind of blown away at what this person has. Now, so here's the thing. I would not have spent the money I spent unless I had known what I was doing. I know that sounds really <laughs> stupid, but... You know, when you're first reselling, you're like, hey, I'm going to drop, I'm not going to spend more than five or I'm not going to spend more than 10. So, you know, I've always bought like Tony Lama boots are a given, Justin boots are a given, but there's other brands out there like Lucchese, which is higher end. Uh, Old Gringo is another high end uh, brand boots. There's Coral boots. There's, there's a bunch of other brands, right? This is the first time I've ever encountered like the higher end cowboy boots. Mm. So I show up and they, they you know, I'm trying to do a bulk buy and negotiation is tough when you're dealing with people that have run businesses, right? People are just trying to give away. Now he, you know, and he made it a fact to tell me that I don't need the money, but I'm like, okay, so why are you selling? Like, just give in my head. I just wanted to be a smart, I can go, well, just give it to me then. Like you don't need the money. And so we're negotiating, we're negotiating. And this was the longest negotiation I've ever had in my entire life for outside of buying a car and buying a car. Like you're just doomed to be in purgatory for eight hours. Like that's just the way it is here. Like we're there and it's at least it was nice. I'm in San Diego house is right by the beach. We're just chilling. And I'm like, Hey, you got more, you got more, you got more. Like I I'd like to do a bulk buy. And, you know, it's kind of weird, like you're with masks and then the guy brings you inside and he takes me inside. And actually, it's kind of interesting. Like his room was like filled with like boots and and cowboy hats and all this good stuff. And then we get to the thing where we're like, all right, let's uh, let's make a deal. So he he wanted to itemize. So I, I strongly recommend recommend do not let people itemize each item. Cause all you're going to see is your price go up and up. You got to move fast. Like you're going to do, you're going to do a bulk buy. You make it a bulk buy. Don't let people like, well, this one's 80 and then they get the notepad. So he got the notepad out and I'm like, Hey, how about everything? Like, let's throw it all together. Right. I'm just trying to move. I didn't say it like that. I was like, Hey, how about we just put this all together? I don't want to waste any more of your time. Put it all together. Now I only brought, you know, 400 bucks uh, of cash on me. I was only planning on spending 300, but I always give myself some legroom in case, you know, and, uh, is it called legroom? I don't know what it's called, wiggle, but room. wiggle room, leeway, whatever you want to call it. And the guy's like, Nope. Like he dropped me. I think he dropped like 700 for everything. Now these were higher end boots, right? So these are boots like one or like two, some of these pairs like sell for like 300 bucks plus. Right. So, I'm being careful because at the same time, like right now, like I know I can flip Justin boots and Tony. I could, I could sell the hundred dollars and less boots pretty quick. If it's more than a hundred, those are the items that you're waiting for the right buyer. So take note of that when you're, you know, you're outsourcing, you know, I always believe that more expensive stuff takes a little bit longer unless it's like a fast fashion. I think that's the right word or it's a, it's a, a trending item. So we're there. And then guys like, Nope. 
He's like, don't, he's like, I'm not going to jump off the roof for you. I'm like, whoa, like this is, this is getting like, okay. Like, so you got to tread carefully right now. I wish I did the whole, how am I supposed to pay for that? Right. From never split the difference. I still can't make do that line. Have you done that line? Uh, not exactly in that situation, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's similar to that, but, but it's a hard line. Yeah. So if you haven't read the book by Chris Voss and split the difference, great book. So eventually I'm like, or how about this? But here's where I eventually came out winning. So what I always recommend in a bundle is you bring in a really expensive item into that bundle that you're kind of like, eh, like you're okay. Not walking away with it. So that's what I did. So I bonded it all together. And then I'm like, Hey, how about if I take out this really expensive item? Can we, can we meet at, at, you know, four to 500? He's like, um, I don't know. And, that, and that's it. So we literally, I think we stared at each other for 15 or 20 minutes. Like, it was like, I was like, ah, uh, you know, I really like to get these off your hands. He's like, yeah, I really like these boots. Cool. Literally the most awkward. Now you, we also have learned you waited out. This is the longest awkwardness I've ever had to wait out. Like now maybe it was longer in my head than it was in reality, but it just seemed like really long. So here's the weird thing. What I did then is I just, I rearranged like where the boots were and I took one thing out and I put another thing in. And then I said, how about now? He's like, okay. So I walked away with 500 bucks. I had to drop five. I had to go to the bank, take out money. I do estimate that I'm probably going to make three to four times what I paid for that. I just think it's going to be a long game, but here's the thing. All I need to sell is two of those and I'll be good to go. But it's an experiment for me because these were higher end things that I'm not used to usually splurging on. Like, and so if, if I'm able to make my money back in two weeks, I think I'm going to go for more higher price items, right? Because before it used to be like whatever we land upon and this pandemic really got me thinking, I don't want to just source whatever I land upon. I want to source things like I know about and that I actually am passionate about. I care about. Right. So now here's the other thing. The nice thing was I gave my business card. Cause here's the thing. You don't want to burn bridges in a negotiation because you don't know what else is around the corner. So I said, Hey, listen, here's my business card. I really would love to buy more if you're willing to buy more and you're willing to sell more. He goes, Oh yeah, I got a couple more houses full of stuff. So go. All right. The unfortunate thing is to be real, the next day he texted me, he sent me pictures and he, he, I paid up. Right. And he wanted me to pay up again. And I said, I think we may be too far apart. This is, this is what I can do. And I gave him a range and then he never got back to me. So that might've been done. Or maybe it'll be one of those where I hear from six months from now, like, Hey, I know we didn't make a deal, but here I got so much more. Okay. I got one more story. Are you, are you, you can chime in, you know? All right. <laughs> so Let's talk about weights a little bit. Okay. So as you guys know, I have not sourced for weights, which I did it for, you know, the whole reason I, I had a kid with precondition, pre, what do you call it? Preconditions. Is that, what do you call it? I'm not sure what you're Well, no, if you have like COVID, you're not supposed to be out and about if you have pre-existing conditions, right? Asthma and so on. And, and, uh, I, you know, there's a part of me that wishes I knew what I knew now about COVID and all that four weeks ago, because I, I definitely think I would have been outsourcing. Uh, I mean, I feel like you gotta be careful saying that. Cause I mean, we, yeah, but there's all these new studies now, like, Oh, it's not on surfaces. Oh, it's not, it's only spread. If like you're in a really big group of people for a long period, 
a long amount of time. Like all these, all these misnomers that we had. Now I get it. Like we moved on what we knew and maybe that's still not the case. Maybe there's, maybe we don't know. Right. But there were a lot of people that were killing it, like mm-hmm. killing it. Like I got, there's, there's, there's somebody that DM me and you know who you are for listening to the podcast. I was telling me like, it was the best month ever. I was able to buy a truck. I, I'm scaling up my business. And I'm like, now I have no regrets because I did what was best for my family at the time. No regrets. I kept Mike safe. Right. I mean, we had to do the podcast. I, I kept, you know, my boys were safe. I never worried. Like I, I have no regrets, but you know, I, there, there's like this, like, man, like there's FOMO. Like, what did I miss out on? So it's kind of interesting. There's somebody who was having a garage sale by appointment. So I'm like super persistent. I'm like, I'll be there. Da, da, da. I show up. So she had all these van shoes, had all these Doc Martens. And I show up and she was a tough negotiator. negotiator. Eh, negotiator. She won. So I paid $120 for everything. And I was happy about the Doc Martens that I bought. I bought like four pairs of Doc Martens. I bought like a brand new label printer. I bought a few hats some other things but the one top selling item in all of it was these rusty crusty 215 pound adjustable dumbbells like what you know how you how you got to take off like the one end like they have that piece screw the screw but then usually there's like a piece in the screw that you so you can turn it Mm -hmm. so one of them didn't even have that it was just like a screw in there and you had to like wrench it out so i source all this this was just a few days ago. This just sold during the podcast right now. And I was anticipating it for to sell before the podcast. So I can share the story. Now I can. So I'm like, ah, uh, like, I don't know. Should I buy these weights? Should I not? So I just throw them in there, right? Sure enough, it's the first item to sell. So I paid $120 for this whole lot of stuff. Now, this isn't a hustle of the week. This is just story time. <laughs> just because here's the beauty of it. I was persistent with this individual. And I, what I liked about it was that I was the only buyer there at the garage. Sale. Like no one was there. I had free reign on everything. That's what I mean. I think this is changing the way I'm sourcing because I really like the, the negotiation I had with that guy about the boots, the negotiation I had at this place. Like, I didn't feel any competition. It was nice. So I bought the weights and uh, yeah, the weights sold just now for $85 plus shipping. Plus shipping. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, kind of a bummer that you got to deal with now, uh, the packing and shipping it. And it's already all packed. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. I was going to say, I mean, you, but right now with weights, you, you can't go wrong with local people will drive. I had, I had somebody drive for those, those, I had two 15 pound dumbbells that I mm-hmm. sold. Uh, somebody drove from like, I don't know. It was like 45 miles away to get them. Really? Yeah. And I, I didn't have to go anywhere. Right. Like, so, so people right now locally, now's the time. If you've got them, people will, they will come to you. No problems. No questions asked. Uh, local for for weights. Yeah, I just didn't. I've I've dealt with so many flakes in the last month. Now I haven't sold weights. Yeah, you won't have flakes with weights. But with other stuff, then I'm like, I'm just gonna put this on eBay. And the nice thing is these were adjustable, so mm-hmm. I could break down the plates. Yep. And I could break down the other pieces, and then I'm gonna repack it though, because I put it in a medium flat rate box, and I like I taped the living daylights out of it, but I still could feel like if somebody drops it, like. Stuff is going to come out. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in. I'm going to reinforce it with cardboard. And then I'm going to put the weights in. I'm going to do some crazy taping. Nice. But hey, shipping it for 11, uh, for what, 12 something? Not bad at all. So so anyways, I don't know. Maybe it's a new era to source alone. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like that. All right. Anyways, 
All right. You got any more to share before we move on to our next section? No, we're we're forty five minutes in. Do you want to do? Uh, yeah. Do you want to do our uh, our our little social media? Oh yeah, that's right. Quick? Okay, hey, if you haven't had a chance to follow us on Instagram, we share a lot of what we talk about, but not in an extended version. And we drop a lot of stuff on our social media. We are Puroso Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We're also on Twitter as Puroso Cast, and. You can always email us if you want at podcast at gmail.com and you can give us a call and we're hoping to get some more calls, maybe Q&A session, uh, 619-738-1170, 619-738-1170. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, you threw me off there because I wasn't ready for this. Oh, hey, if you haven't had a chance, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that bell notification. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and it's before 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are on primetime treasure hunter tonight uh, doing a thrift battle. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Come on and vote for us. Yes, please. We want to win. Yeah. We're competitive. Yeah. We're winning. It's yeah. over. That's right. We're going against two Aussie thrifters. So thought we'd shout them out too. So check them out. And uh, thank you for all the reviews. We keep getting some awesome reviews. I, we're, we're getting closer and closer to 300. So if you'd like to help us out there, that would be awesome. And by the way, we're going to put our address below if you ever want to send us stuff because we got two packages today. Let's, sh- let's just share those right now. All right. Let's we're here. do it. All, all right. right. So this, you- one's, this one was for Mike specifically. Okay. This first one. Go All ahead. right. Here we go. So this package. Did you? Be- were you gonna say something? No. All right. Uh, Would you have the the name uh, of of oh, yes. this package is from? So, uh, so we this can comes them out. from Billy, and Billy is on Instagram, known as. And my phone is not. What? Why is my phone not working? Oh, there it goes. Okay. Billy is known as Flip Flips underscore two underscore pay underscore the underscore bills. Flips to pay the bills with Flips underscores in between. Billy, thank you so much. Yeah. He thought about you, Mike, when he sourced right. this, and he could have flipped it, but he said, "No, I'm going to give Pierce a podcast." Man, this is this is so. This is like the the second thing that has kind of come in for me. I'm pretty excited about it. That's awesome. I'm so right now, if you're listening to podcast, Mike is you know it's a reseller when somebody uses the large flat rate box. Yeah. If you're if you're just listening to the podcast, come on over to YouTube and see 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 our faces and what we're opening up here. So let's see. All right. So and it's bubble wrapped. Wow. It's wrapped really well. It's stood. Oh, it's oh, it's a nice bubble wrap. It's like the Ooh. the sealed bubble wrap. What do you got Parksburg there? Parksburg Discovery game. This is one I haven't seen before. Oh, it's a board game. Yeah, you know I love me some board games. And Billy so wanted us. Like he was wondering because you know because of quarantine we didn't pick stuff up right away. Oh, there's a nice note on there. Yeah, you want to you want to read part of that? Yeah. So uh, it says, Mike, I wanted to send this in for you to add to your collection. Hope you like it. Thanks to you and Orlando for all you guys do for the community. Uh, this is from Bill. Um, his eBay store, the same as his, um, uh, as if you're interested in checking out his eBay store, uh, is his Instagram. So it's flips to pay the bills just without the underscores. Uh, so, man, thank you so much. This We're going to have to play this one maybe after our podcast. We've talked about doing like some kind of live stream of board games. Yeah, we need a live stream. Ooh, oh, this a new brand and sealed. New package. This is nice. I've never, I've never played this put it game up to before. The camera? Um, yeah, after I look at it, I look oh, selfish. sorry, sorry. I'm okay, selfish. Right, I want right. to look at it okay. myself before I show other people right. because, uh, that's just how I am here. So here we go. It is the Parksburg discovery game. This looks super awesome. I've never, I've never played it, never seen it before. Um, and that's the kind of games that I like, right? Because uh, it's these one-offs that, that, that are especially older vintage games. You can find some real diamonds. So here it is. Uh, thank you so much. This is amazing. Flips to pay the bills. 
you're the man. Thank you for thinking of us. Really, really, really appreciate yeah, really it. Really thankful. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. That is legit. All right. So this one almost came. Put, you know, you know, put it up there. Like move the mug. All right. So this next one I'm opening right now. You know, this is a reseller when it's a padded envelope, padded envelope, and there's a box inside the padded envelope. Right. So this is gonna be. I, I wish we should have. We should have used the scissors on these. Like, ooh, yeah. I'm like kind of. I'm kind of struggling. But that's we, right. don't, we don't have open packages enough to have like to be polished at doing this. Yeah, but hey, it's our. Uh, we keep it real. All right, so got that tape off there. Do you need me to go get some scissors no, for no. you? Listen, I know you're lifting weights. Okay, I get it. I get your swole. All right, so I know I got look and a Tyvek. All right, we're almost there. You hear the crack? So those on the podcast. This is like a white elephant where it's a box inside of a box. No, so we know it is, but warranting us. Some liquid gold. Ooh. So Ooh, I'm actually running out of hand sanitizer. I'm gonna use some right now. I haven't had any. So so this it, it is just, great. It feels so good. It's such a good feeling. So, and this is this is legit stuff. Oh. So Warren on Instagram is Rocky underscore mountain resell, according to the email that he sent us. I saw I found one on Instagram. So hey, Warren, thank you so much. This is liquid. This is still. This is still hard to come by. Yeah, it's difficult to come by, and it's really nice just to know Did you that. Open um, one already? Yeah, this. I, I'm looking I'm for some for my hands too. All right, here you go. The pre-opened. Yeah. This is a different kind of bottle for me. So, um, but yeah, so this is this is super cool, um, especially because uh, us here at Pierce Podcast, if we're going to be heading out and uh, and doing a little bit of sourcing, CD, CDC would be proud. You got right You got to stay safe, and so we are not a sponsor of uh, of this of this. Uh, or they're not a sponsor. This hand sanitizer, but uh, but you can. Well, we're gonna show them on screen. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, guys, for sending stuff in. Honestly, who are we that you guys care enough to send stuff into us? But we appreciate it, and uh, it means a lot to us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much again, Warren Rocky Mountain Resell, for sending up some gold in the mail. Yeah. So hey, and by the way, again, we're not asking for gifts, but if you ever feel inclined to, that's what we're here. <laughs> we're willing to open and share. So yeah. thank. And by the way. You guys just listening is good enough for us. We appreciate that. All right. Are we ready for some reseller topics? Yeah. Orlando calls them topics, but really, they're reselling news. Bringing you the freshest right out of the oven. Right out of the (sighs) oven. Fresh, fresh, fresh news. Here we go. Now, we have some intense news happening. I think it's intense. So intense that you can be the judge about how intense it is. I don't know if we're gonna. You know what? Let's uh, let's go through the easy ones. All right, let's do that. Okay, so the first reseller topic is: Hey, if you have been dealing with returns on eBay, so there was a lot of rumors going around. I don't know if you saw this. Have you had people try to return stuff after the thirty days? Um, I haven't run into that. Okay, so there's a lot of people that we're like wondering because there's been like some buyers that are like, Hey, I like to return this. And people are like, no, it's past the 30 days. And you know, eBay did say they, they were extending it to 21 business days when they can close out. So not saying the limit when people can return things, you set that right. Whether it's no returns or 30 day or 60 day, but once people open up the return, how many days? And so eBay middle March, I think they said it was going to be 21 days. And then out of nowhere, People are being told it's 35 days. Huh. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, now again, this is one of I love you, eBay. I got my eBay tatted on my chest. Okay. But eBay is not the best at communicating this stuff. 
right? And usually you hear stuff through like an influencer or sometimes it's on the eBay seller forum, you know, like, and you know, sometimes it's on the podcast, but what if you don't listen to the podcast? Like you don't usually, now they have done a great job about a lot of the COVID stuff going right into our messages inbox. So a lot of people are DMing us saying, hey, it's 35 days. And I'm like, what? 35 days? Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, it's 35 business days. I'm like, are you sure? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find this out myself. So one of the best ways to find out about stuff on eBay is to go to their Facebook, eBay for business and message them. And they get back to you within the day. They do a great job. So I messaged them. I'm like, hey, I got two returns in the hopper. I'm wondering what's going on. I'd like to close out the returns. And sure enough, they got back to me and they said, yes, due to COVID, uh, we have decided to extend uh, returns. Uh, for sellers at once, I mean, for buyers at once, they a buyer opens a return, they have 35 business days to return the item. It's a long time. Yeah, that's about it. Maybe even two months. Yeah. Um, right, because 35 business, business days. days. Yeah, business days long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I would say count it as like a very very special surprise bonus birthday extra whatever gift when somebody <laughs> sends in a return. Or asks for a return and then it doesn't end up coming back. Like, no, I, I, just, I agree. Yeah. I would just assume like the moment somebody does it, like instead of counting down the days until it comes back, just assume that that you're already lost that money. Now I get mm -hmm. that if you're trying to sell, if you're trying to resell the item, and it's like the sooner you get it, the faster you can um, get it back on the on the the site, get that listing up, and potentially sell it again. So there could be like a, almost like a double loss there of like, okay, what if the market crashes by the time you get it back on a certain item, especially if it's like a hot item. Uh, but overall, I would say once it leaves and and there's that refund for return, just consider it that money's gone. I'm never getting that money back and I'm getting the item back. And if you end up not getting the item back and you get to keep the money, then it's it's that's a bonus. So I wouldn't count on that and be thinking like, well, now I, I get that there's a point where it comes like, well, what if it never comes back? Um, well, then you get to keep it. But 35 business days, it's a long time. But it's just got to be a perspective thing. Like as soon as you accept it, just imagine like, hey, this item's now in limbo until I can get it back up listed. And you know, like certain items, anyways, like it's not even worth the return, and you just refund them, right? Like yeah, yeah depending agree. on the item. So just kind of think about it like that. Like you've just that money's gone, cost of doing business. You mean like the two left sandals that I sent? No. <laughs> Good job, so man. I automatically refunded them, but I got them to buy another pair, and I sent them the right pair. So I, I still made profit, but yeah. Now, happens. now did you, did you, uh, buy two left sandals? So, or did you, do you have no, okay. now another set? So, so that's like two <laughs> items that you ruined there. I don't know. So the retail arbitrage buy that I had bought a ton of them. And I'll, I remember when I was bringing it into the house, I'm like, huh, this is odd. I have a random, right. I don't know where the other one is. And I never found it. So what I think I did, this is something that I sent it to FBA and then I had sent back to me because it wasn't moving. And I luckily it didn't get sell on FBA and somebody got two left sandals on FBA because, you know, I would have gotten yep. a negative feedback. Like on eBay, I was able to resolve the problem and I was all good. So, so I get it. Yeah. You know, that's a great perspective because it, yeah, it's, it's a really nice surprise if you don't get it back. If you already in your mind go, that money's already gone. Like it's, it's a good way to do it. Hey, draw me one of those sanitizers. I want to like put it up here. Like it needs to be part of our decor. We'll have He-Man. We'll have He-Man holding the he sanitizer. Holding the there you go, for the power of Grayskull. All right. Um. So be aware. Thirty-five business days. All right. Next. Uh, <laughs> so much going on. Okay. Reopening of thrift stores 
and off price store. So in San Diego, we have five of ours that just opened. I was kind of tempted to go, but I've held back. And this is why I really think it's going to be junk for like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I agree. Right. Why do you agree? I mean, I think it depends on where you're at and what state you're at, what counties you're in, because every county is different. What's opening up, what's not opening up, how long things have been open. But I think overall, there's a lot of a lot of these places haven't even been taking donations. People haven't been working. Uh, so it's not like a grand reopening. Now, there may be some that get treated that way. I would say I would say in, a, in an area like San Diego, where they're starting to reopen retail businesses with certain restrictions and they open up five in kind of the outskirts or four Goodwills when we've got like, what, 20 of them probably in the county. Those ones are kind of the test pilots are getting things. But, you know, at that point, people are back to work at Goodwill, working behind the scenes, mm-hmm. taking in donations, restocking the stores. And they laid off 90 percent of their employees, Ooh. too. Jeez. So I would imagine that over the next few weeks, as they start to prepare to open up these other stores. Those other stores are probably going to maybe be a little bit better when they reopen because they've had some time to kind of prep it. I think the ones that they just were like, let's get these stores open so we can start getting the, the wheels moving again. Um, I almost have a feeling it's just whatever was in the store when they closed the doors. Right. Mm. It's kind of probably what it ended up being. Also, um, the the stores that did have a handful of employees still working at the stores were probably pulling the best items, whether it was stuff that's been donated, they haven't sorted yet or stuff that's in the store and they're listing things online. Right. So, yeah. so some I, people have said they probably did a great job of pulling all the good inventory. Right. Put it on their online. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. Yeah, no, I get it. And, and the other part of me is. I'm not like I said, I'm not ready like, I like the way things go. And by the way, I want, I was trying to show you. So one of the booths I just talked about just sold. Nice. So I'm one fifth of the way of getting my money back, which isn't good. That was one of the lower end booths. So that's okay. I actually priced it way higher than it was actually worth. So I'm okay. Anyways. All right. So, but here's the thing. There's also different parts of the country that aren't reopening. Right. Right. So I don't know. It, it's weird because. Like I think about what are your thoughts on off price stores? Do you think that here's 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 my question to you, Mike? So right now, off price stores have an abundance of inventory, and from what I've seen on the news is that there's they're promoting a lot of sales. Now, off price stores usually don't have sales, right? They have like they do discount clearances like the Ross and the and the TJ Maxx and the Marshalls and so on. But I have a concern that the market is going to be flooded with off price stuff. And this is what I what I mean is that the moment it opens up, right, a lot of resellers that were dependent on that are going to hit those stores and it's going to be so cheap. And then what's going to happen? It's going to be so cheap and they're going to source all this stuff for really cheap. And then everybody's going to post it. They're going to try to sell it on Amazon or eBay. And then since they got it so cheap, the people that are the fast nickel are gonna, just going to keep dropping prices and try to sell through right, really quick. And so I'm like, ooh, like... Now, I could be off. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, probably right. Um, I've never shopped at like GTM. I think that's one of those kind of off-price type GTM's stores. GTM, right well, they, that's not a nationwide. That's a local thing. Well, I, I I get that. But I'm just saying like it's like a it's like a local off-price type store, right? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, they, it's a Costco return store. Okay. So I've never been inside of it, but I drove by the other day and it must have been opening up. Because there was a line almost wrapped around the building and people waiting to get in. Now, part of that is the social distancing. No, of course, it's social distancing, but I've never seen probably, I mean, I've driven by this GTM. It's not a busy store, right? Like, this isn't like... No, it is. Is it? it? Well, no, I would say I haven't been there as much as I used to, but when I used to go, it was always packed. Okay. But 
are you talking about the location that's closer to us or farther away from us? Closer. Okay, so the closer one is yeah, I could see that one not being as packed. It just it just is interesting to me because I've seen lines outside of Home Depots, I've seen lines outside of Walmart. When these stores are opening up, I don't expect to see lines outside of every single retail store, right? Yeah, I true. think if you see a line outside of a retail store like that, either one, it's one that people have really, really been waiting to get into, mm-hmm. or if it's like an off-price store, it's resellers. Well, it's resellers, or because the economy is in a downturn, is people trying to get deals now, yeah. right? So I, I don't know. I there's a part of me that like. I, I got major FOMO. Like I see people hitting on Burlington and like, and I'm sharing this, these stores openly on the podcast because it's all over Instagram. So it's not like I'm, you know, destroying bolos or anything. People are sharing like crazy. And so I'm like, Ooh, like, here's the thing, Mike, I have two totes full of cleats that I paid like 99 cents to $3 and I made my money back and I made profit, but I still have two totes full of cleats. You remember the cleat days? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, yeah, let's get him. I mean, one of our uh, good friends, I mean, I remember being with him and he bought like 200 pairs of cleats and he sold through, I think, half of them, but he still has 100 pairs of cleats. So I don't know. My warning is just to be careful. Right. I mean, I would say if it's in an off price store, chances are it's at other off price stores, right? Because it's still retail. And so maybe you're going to have to go fast nickel really fast or you're going to have to do that slow dime approach. I do believe that thrifting is still going to continue to be the, 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 I mean, we say this, not just thrifting, but the secondary market, I think is going to be even better. Um, just because people don't have access to, here's what I heard somebody say, and I don't know who it was, but somebody said people that aren't resellers that just go to the thrift to buy stuff at the thrift can't do that. Mm -hmm. So they're going on eBay to buy thrifted items. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, just, Take that as it is, but I, I don't know. I'm really interested in how this is going to play out. So, Agreed. all right, uh, let's see what else I wanted to share. One more, and then I want to get to the to the big one here. Uh, I think no. Oh, I, all I wanted to say is I think shipping has changed forever. Like I, on 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 Amazon, like mer- I've never seen merchant fulfilled at the velocity is now. I've never seen eBay. I get so many messages like, "Hey, I'm going here. Can you ship this as soon as possible?" Like I've never seen so many messages. Like people expecting faster shipping. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Like consistently expecting. Yeah. I mean, I think, shipping. I think the two day did that. I think Amazon two day kind of opened that door and more and more companies. But I think this pandemic did it even more. Yeah. Well, especially because people can't get out and so they want it immediately. And when Amazon was saying things were going to take, and a lot of times Amazon would say something would take a, a week or two and it would still come in two days. They were, I think, just trying to like cover their butt on that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think people want things quickly. And the problem is it's like this. And this 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 is maybe a messed up way of thinking about it, but when you're at work, say you work a nine to five and you get asked to do a task, and if you just kill it at the task, you just do amazing, like you go above and beyond, you crush it. Um, you're always gonna be asked to do that task and expected that you're gonna be able to yeah, perform at that level, right? Like So don't work hard. Yeah, no, but but I'm not <laughs> saying you shouldn't, but like the people who like like there's times where like my wife asked me to do something, like, hey, can you, you know, wash this, clean this? And it's like, I try hard, but I'm I don't do it so well that I get asked to do it every so, single time. So what you're saying you know? is if you, if we ever become a socialist country or go to a socialist country, don't work hard. That's not what I'm You'll saying. You'll be the most exploited. 
But the idea, I think, is with shipping, right? So when it comes to the fact that so many companies, so many resellers have been able to prove, right? And part of it was capitalizing on it, right? Like if I could ship Uh faster than Amazon, people are going to go to me. So now that you've proven, hey, I can ship things in a day or two days. My shipping is fast. It's good. Now that's the expectation. And the more and more, just as a general, the culture expects things to get to them quickly. You're not going to be able to say like, well, you don't understand like, that's really cutting into my mar- margins. Well, they're going to say, well, I don't care. Like I'll, I'll go to the person who's not complaining about it, cutting into their margins and is shipping it fast. Right. So like you're going to have to, that's just going to be the competitive edge. And so, yeah, I think, I think shipping is getting faster and faster and and the days of, you know, being willing to wait, like even, even when I go onto random third-party websites to buy things, the shipping is quick. And if it looks like the shipping is going to take a long time or be expensive, I just don't buy the item. Right. I'll, hmm. I'll, I'll either, Find another company that's selling it quicker, even yeah. if I'm no, going to pay agree. an extra five or 10 yeah. bucks. Like, so, so shipping becomes a, an, an issue. People think about it. I feel like maybe five, 10 years ago, people were willing to wait a week, two weeks for an item to come in. Yeah, not anymore. No, I, and, and again, on eBay, they still were doing guaranteed delivery. I don't know if you ever heard of guaranteed delivery, but eBay puts you high on the search and puts a thing that's guaranteed a delivery. Like, people can actually put uh, it's one of the boxes on the left side. And so only items that have guaranteed delivery stamps on them will show up on the search. So if you're doing eBay or you're doing whatever platform, get that stuff out fast because I I pretty much believe that's going to be the major competitive edge outside of just the item that you're selling. All right, here's here's the next big one. And I think this is this is one I'm struggling with because this may be a game changer or maybe it's we're making too much about it. Facebook shops. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. So there's been Facebook Marketplace. Right. Right. And we've we've been talking about this like, I don't know, six months, a year now, that we really believe if there's anybody that's going to be a game changer in the e-commerce, e-commerce, it's going to be Facebook. And so we thought Facebook Marketplace was going to like, you know, blow up and, and it kind of didn't. It just became a Craigslist, but a little prettier. Right. I mean, you know, we do a lot of sourcing on there. The shipping's kind of in like... I mean, we we I get feedback from people all the time. Like I've I've shipped stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I'm not getting my money right away. Like it's it's kind of like broken in a way. Well, a few days ago, Mark Zuckerberg uh, did this whole 28 minute video, and he was discussing Facebook Shops. So, Facebook Shops is basically <laughs> it's Facebook e-commerce marketplace. So they're partnering up with Shopify. So, so it's basically Facebook. Yeah, it's going to, well, here's, here, here's some, here's some interesting caveats or caveats to it. So they're partnering up with Shopify and what they're doing is they're slowly rolling this out, right? So you're going to be able to have a marketplace on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever, like Facebook has, has stuff, right? Then on top of that, like, you know, it'll be kind of like another platform, but it's going to be different based on what Mark Zuckerberg said is is that um, you're going to be able to sell your stuff, right? And it's going to be, they're going to make their money off of ads. So not off of fees. So they're not going to charge you store fees. They're not going to charge you final value fees, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it might be like that for a little bit, like Mercari was, and then they'll drop the fees. But it's going to be ads-based, which is very much like Shopify. Mm. So I look at this and I'm kind of like, eh, like, now two reasons. One is... I love eBay and I love the platforms we have already and having to list on another platform. Like that's a hard one for me to adapt to. Now, if they're able to import stuff like Bonanza, I don't know, man, that's going to be a major game changer. 
which I really think they're going to be able to do. Mark Zuckerberg had mentioned how they're working on uh, like backdoor ways to import people's listings because you can do some of that stuff on Shopify, like you do with eBay, but it's it's not clean, mm. right? And the way that Shopify, why a lot of people don't do Shopify is because there's a lot of heavy lifting. So let's say you wanted to sell your own stuff on Shopify. You got to pay for Facebook ads. You got to bring traffic. Like eBay does all that for you. And that's why eBay charges you fees. So eBay, if you really think about it in a long-term perspective, is really feasible. It's really cheap based on the millions of people you can get to look at your item. Where if you go to Shopify, you got to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to bring that traffic to you. I think the difference though is, and I mean, yeah, so eBay will put put ads now on other things, which is nice, but usually you pay your... It's if you're paying typically for it to be, but it's just eBay. Promoted. Like people go to eBay, right? Right. So somebody, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like sometimes you can get eBay ads on Instagram, right? Like you see yeah. eBay ads, but most of the time somebody goes on eBay, they're looking to buy something, right? The idea behind a Shopify ad or a Facebook ad like that is you're just scrolling on your Facebook and you know how it is. Like you talk about like, man, you know, it's really cool. Like those gray outdoor lawn chairs that have the cup holders and the little umbrella that sticks up. I don't even know what they're called, but they kind of recline. Those things are cool. I don't even know what they are, but they're like, they're beach chairs with the, and you just talk about it. And next thing you know, you're getting ads for them, right? On your phone. Cause like your phone is listening to you. So the difference is when you're just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and all of a sudden you see like, oh, there's one of those types of things I was looking at and you click on it and it's a, a Shopify or some other third party site mm -hmm. and you buy it. I didn't necessarily go on to eBay and look for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's where the benefit I, well, I no, can see. The, the other something. side of it is there's anybody that knows how to know you well, it's Facebook. Yeah. It's scary, man. And Zuckerberg didn't hold back. He was talking about how the AI is going to work. And so I could see it like somebody buys a Rain Spooner shirt from me and then, you know, they're scrolling and then I don't know where Rain Spooner ads come up. Right. Or from my, my own store. Right. I mean, I will say one of the things we've talked about before is like, we love that eBay did the buy it again button, right? Like you can go and buy stuff again, but you don't know who your repeat sellers are still right. Facebook, it's going to be like that. Right. And so I personally, you know, I, I have my fears about how much it's going to cost. Is it going to be like pay-per-click, kind of like Amazon? Like, I'm going to have to spend a ton of ads. Am I going to be able to list my stuff on there? Is this, is this going to be a secondary market thing? Like, is this just like Shopify is brand new stuff. It's a lot of Alibaba and AliExpress yeah. and private label stuff. So is there going to be room? For, like, is this, is this only going to be for new? Like the way Zuckerberg talked about it. He made it seem it was more like small businesses that now because of COVID can't sell, you know, like normally. So now he's opening up Facebook shops to people to continue their businesses. But I mean, there's, I don't know. I, I just, I have a hard time adapting. The, the other thing um, he talked about, it's going to be an open ecosystem, which means like you can choose what services you want to use. So the way it seemed like is if you want to do shipping, through Facebook, you can choose a third party that Facebook has to take care of your shipping. It's not like eBay where everything's in eBay, right? If I buy my shipping from eBay, it's to my advantage. If if I need customer service, like there's eBay, right? Same thing with Amazon FBA. This one is like, if you don't want to deal with customer service, maybe you can hire out somebody, a company to do your customer service. So very different vibe. Like I'm kind of, I don't know, like, is it going to be costly? Is it going to cost me a lot of money? to do that. So now I personally, like 
I'm going to try it. Yeah, you got to. You have I know, to. 100%. So I automatically, I made a Facebook page based on my store name. I made an Instagram, which somebody already took it. So I had to do an underscore in my name mm. to my eBay store on my Instagram. So it's not open up because I was like, man, I'm going to set this up right now. It's not, it's not ready to roll yet. But I already have my Facebook account. And I have my Instagram account ready to go if that's the way it's going to be. Because I don't, I don't want to have my own personal Facebook page with my eBay store. Yeah, like, nobody, wants to, nobody wants to bombard their friends with things they're selling. That's not fun. Even like on Facebook Marketplace or, or, or Let Go, Offer Up, sometimes they'll say like, post this on your Facebook. You know, most sales happen to friends. I'm like, I don't, not my experience, right? Like, I don't want to every time I list something, it just going on my my feed on Instagram or Facebook. Because I, I mean, I know that there's some people out there who do that. And that's what they do. Like, you know, they're selling essential oils or whatever. But I hate it when I get, I, I get I don't, messages all the time. I don't want to be the person that's doing that just because, you know, I, I don't want to. I know some people don't like that. So I'm not going to do it. No, it's funny because I got and, and, and they're going to also be integrated with Facebook Messenger, too. Like the other day. I got a message from a friend on Facebook Messenger. I'm like, cool. I wonder how he's doing. Oh, no. It was like, sign up for five, da, da, da. I'm like, dude, stop it. Like, like we're friends. Like, don't, don't get awkward with me here. So, so I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. But here's the thing. Facebook is already has its tentacles throughout the whole world. So for them to go international on this, I don't think it's a problem. It's kind of like when I was an administrator and I like, I, I would visit a school and I liked what they did. And usually what I would do is we'd visit and like we'd get all the information we could from that school and we'd bring it back and we'd try to replicate that at our school. Or we consult to somebody, right? And we paid them or we just flat out hired someone and brought them over, right? Mm. So I'm wondering what Facebook is doing in this space because the, the strength that eBay has is one, it's longevity. Two, it's known as a second. Now I'm talking about secondary market. I'm not talking about new stuff. Uh, Shopify clearly has owned that space right now. Like they're the highest selling stock. Like they're, they're booming. Okay. Amazon booming. Third is eBay knows their game, right? Even though we make, we have our complaints here and there and we have overall eBay has a system down, right? Like eBay shipping, eBay customer service, eBay returns, eBay promoted list. Like, eBay has been doing this for a long time. Is Facebook going to be able to get that team together, find people from other e-commerce platforms, learn those systems, be able to get that done quickly enough, right? Or, or do it well enough that sellers are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to bring over my several thousand inventory and put it on Facebook shops. Yeah, I think, I think, I think they will. I think they will primarily because um, eBay started out. What made it unique is it was, a store that was willing to go on the internet, right? Like that was kind of the idea, like when other companies weren't doing that, I mean, yeah, it came during the dot-com boom, but, but even still like they were, like they were ahead of the curve. They were the technology savvy, a little edgy with what they were doing. Um, and they've established themselves. They've got deep roots, but I think like any, the bigger a company gets like that, um, specifically when it comes to like entrenched in its ways, it's like a big ship. And turning a big ship is very difficult, right? Like it takes a lot of work and a lot of That's time true, for true. a big ship to, to move. Whereas social media, web 2.0, web 3.0, <laughs> whatever you want to yeah, call it, yeah. like has moved and changed everything so mm -hmm. quickly that now the internet's in a very different place than it was when eBay started or even as eBay is built into. So eBay is still successful. It's, it's not an, an unsuccessful platform, 
but it it hasn't been able to it it just wasn't around during the time of like the social media boom. So now when these social media companies are willing to start, how can we market ourselves even differently uh, and, and and find a way to make it where there's money? Because yeah, I would say of my friends, I would say nine out of 10 of them never go on eBay, but 10 out of 10 of them are on Facebook or Instagram every day, right? Yeah. And that's the difference. And so, yeah, the people who are buying on eBay- Oh, depends on who your friends are though, but yeah. I, I get that. But if you were to say across the globe or across, across the country, you're probably looking at the number of people who are on eBay every day versus the number of people who are on Facebook or Instagram, it, it doesn't even come close. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. so th- yes, like eBay knows its business, but if once Facebook, they're going to be able to jump on, a new team is going to be able to kind of pivot because the ship is much smaller when it comes to like the reselling portion of it, right? So mm-hmm. they don't, they can, they can make it whatever they want it to be. Um, and I think that they're going to take the best of what they see other companies, whether it's Amazon, eBay, uh, I think Amazon was kind of the in between eBay and social media, and social media I think is finally figuring out how to take the reselling portion or the secondary market portion, or even just the store portion of of. I just wonder if there's going to be like the titans of e-commerce industry, right? So, Poshmark is trying to do that social media thing, right? But now with Facebook, like it's yeah. easy to do on Facebook. It's, yeah. I mean, we do stories on Instagram all the time. Because again, you're only on you're only on uh, Poshmark if you're buying or selling, right? Like Correct. again, the difference between Facebook and eBay or Facebook and and Instagram is people are just on there all the time, all the time. All so the that's time. what I mean. Like, are there going to be titans? Like, is it going to be like Amazon's going to be like this kind of stuff you buy, right? Facebook is this kind of place. eBay is going to be like the secondary marketplace or maybe, you know what I mean? Like I, I I'm more like, where's what's going to happen to Poshmark and Mercari and like Depop and like these smaller, like are these going to go away? Right. I mean, not not go away, but are they going to get a small, because you know, there's only so much room in the marketplace. I mean, maybe, I mean, the pie is pretty big. Right. But you know, I struggle because I don't want to adapt, but on this one, I'm like, I think you this is going to be, I'm going to have to yep. like, it, it's like, I don't know. Anyways, stay tuned. We'll see what happens as soon as I get a Facebook shop. I won't share it on, on the podcast, but I'll share with you my experience. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. I think we're, we're good with reseller topics. Are you ready? We got ready. something new coming. Yeah, we have here. something, um, we have something old in a new way. And I think you're going to be surprised by this. What's your bolo? Yeah, we got a new bolo intro. How about that? I love that. It's amazing. And I don't have it pulled up at the moment. Let me pull it up really quick. Uh, so that comes from Carlos. Um, I don't have the Instagram handle on me. He sent it to us via email. Uh, but Carlos sent us um, that clip. He took that from some video or some some audio that we had done in the past. Uh, and he edited it and made it sound super cool. So thank you, Carlos, man. That is super awesome. We've got a new Bolo sound and we asked for it, right? We said like, hey, if you guys are creative and can send something in, uh, we'd love to play it on the show. So uh, now we have a second Bolo uh, intro that we can use. So <laughs> I think it's pretty sweet. What's your Bolo? <laughs> yeah. What's your Bolo? Because that's right, but, exactly what you said. <laughs> it's okay. But on the reels, what's your Bolo? Uh, <laughs> I think that oh. should just, as soon as you say that on the clip, I'll just start talking about my Bolo since, since you've already said it. Go. Or... Or you should, on the clip, you say, what's your bolo? And then you come in and you say, all right, what's your bolo? And it'll like, it'll be <laughs> repetitive. thinking this too much. No, man. That's what makes it exciting. Um, so my bolo is very generic uh, and I, I don't want to give specifics. And I'm going to use an example um, of like big markets to kind of explain what I'm talking about here. 
Um, and I've probably mentioned this in the past, and we've definitely talked about this in the past on the podcast, but we're coming into a change of a season, right? Like we're, we're ending kind of a cooler season, moving into a warmer season already. Like things are getting hot outside. And when seasons change, you get changes of things like clothing, different types of activities, and even talking about doing like go-karts and, and dirt bikes. One thing I've noticed is, um, I, I don't own a boat, but my, my brother-in-law, he owns a boat. And so we go every, um, during the summertime, we go to the, the river, the lake many times during the year, uh, on some years. And then during the winter time, he's out dirt biking around sand rails and stuff, but it's the same crowd. Like the crowd moves, right? They move from Havasu to, um, the dunes, right? Like that, that's just that crowd. They move, they take their boats out during the summer. And then during the winter, they take their toy haulers out and they're on sand rails and dirt bikes. And when you have a, a change in season like that, people are getting rid of some of their older stuff in one category because now it's too hot to go out riding dirt bikes and everybody wants to be out on the water. And then at the end of the water season, everybody's going to want to be out on their dirt bikes again and not out on the water. Right. And nobody wants to store stuff. I mean, some people, if you got really nice stuff, they'll store it for the six months, but now is the time to buy that kind of stuff. And I give those two examples because they're extremes, right? Like boats, during the summer and then like dirt bikes more towards the winter because just in our area, we live in desert and that's kind of like the, one of the things that's popular around here. But there are so many markets that are like that, that are really, really big, maybe in the fall, but not in the winter or big in the winter, but not in the spring or big in the spring. Right? So find as you're getting into a change of season, as the season is shifting, what is the stuff that everybody just got done enjoying? Was it mountain bikes? Was it a certain type of clothing? Was it a certain start buying it now? Now, you're looking at really long tail, but if you can buy it cheap, we always say that you're making your profit when you buy an item, right? So buy stuff cheap now that's at the end of the season if you're not looking for a quick turnaround on your money. Um, so uh, I don't want to give away too many specific items just because I don't want to ruin anybody's niches. Uh, but, you know, if, if now's the time maybe to be looking for dirt bikes because people are going out on boats, right? At the end of the boat season, pick up some sea dews. Um, and next year sell them, you some know, expensive bolos, but it's, it's to give the extremes, right? So, the, so maybe the accessories that come with it. Yeah. It can be accessories, uh, clothing. Um, even, I mean, we even see like seasons change even at, at movie theaters, right? Like during the summer, you have a certain type of movie and during the winter, you have a certain type of movie. So just be thinking about that and think of if it's buy low, sell high, then you've got to buy the stuff at the end of a season. That's if you're on secondary market so that you can sell it at the start of the next season. That's yeah. how you're going to buy low and sell high. And I think you bring about a good point. I think, and we'll share this in a future podcast, but I think we're going to be entering a buying season as resellers. Like, and again, I don't know, like we don't know this going back to the beginning of the podcast, but I really get the sense that more people, you know, because of the economy are going to be selling off stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So not only off season, but just overall. Right. I think there's going to be opportunities I myself in the buyouts I've had in the last week, I'm like kind of like I haven't had those mm. scenarios. Now I haven't been looking either. So I don't know. But yeah, that's good. All right. What about you? So it's it's really it's really tough right now because everything is selling, right? Yeah. And so I don't want to just share something and then a week from now it's not selling anymore, right? Like I just sold those cowboy boots, right? And I but I've always said cowboy boots sell year round. Like it's weird, but I always sell cowboy boots. So my bolo is new with tags, outdoor gear. Now, I know that's really, now it doesn't have to be new with tags. I just, there's a couple of reasons I say new with tags. So right now, going to any store, at least for us in California, is heinous. Like you talked about long lines. Like if I want to go to Walmart in the day, 
I always got to be ready that I'm going to lose like 20 minutes of time waiting online. Right. If I want to go to like a, a sports authority or want to go, I want to go somewhere that has out there stuff. I'm going to be losing time. Right. I've mentioned already before, like that sandal is a bolo. Sandals are still selling hot for me. So I have a lot of retail arbitrage items that I sent into Amazon that weren't even selling on Amazon. I had them send them back to me. So I paid for my storage in Amazon and I'm like selling. Like I got people messaging me like, hey, can you make sure you ship those right now? Like I'm going to go to Disney in a week, which is weird. Now I think Disney Springs opened in Florida. So I think this is where this person was going. And so they, they needed sandals, right? And so, you know, a lot of these retail stores aren't opening up, right? Like Macy's is open in some places, but like JCPenney just declared de- bankruptcy. Some off-price stores are open, but, you know, and not everybody wants to go to Walmart and buy some of this stuff. They want quality. So like Marma backpacks might be good. Now, backpacks were shown to be one of the worst in decline as far as selling during this pandemic, but now things may be changing, right? If you watch the news... Beaches are filling out again. I say that lightly when you watch the news, who knows what is, what is the truth anymore? But, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that from any kind of side of the aisle. Like we don't know. Like I I've seen people like show different pictures. Like you take in a certain angle and you could show a really full beach. You take it from another angle and it's like not that full. Right. So, you know, but my sense is since we've all been pent up in inside our homes that like those areas that are opening, like, they're going to open and people are going to want sandals and they're going to want, I don't know, um, play sets to play out in the beach on, or they're going to, they're going to want hiking gear, right? Like I anticipate that hiking gear is going to begin to sell again. And again, check comps, be careful, but if you can find new stuff and the reason I say new stuff is because of the COVID like, you know, like Camelback, um, hydration packs, like, I don't know if people are going to want to buy used ones. Mm. Right. But if you have a new one, like, you know, we've all done this stuff where, you're like, hey, I, I I bought this. I plan on going mountain biking and you never do, right? And it's just sitting there. List that stuff. Get out there. If you're able to go to a place that is able to get you in and out quick or you you safely can source new with tags out there gear, like I would say do it. Check the comps. But I, I really think those are going to be hot sellers in the month, next month. Yeah. And I think that's a good point to make too is... is- um, I mean, I think a lot of people in the country are finally, not finally, but are realizing that different counties, different cities, different states have to treat things differently because um, a a quarantine might look very different or be very be more necessary in a city like New York, whereas like a city in Montana, might, maybe not so much, right? Like depending on how dense populations are and everywhere is so different. So maybe it's definitely not safe to go out if you're in LA or New York, maybe there's more danger, right? And so there's more restrictions. Whereas if you're in a part of the country where you're not as, it's not as densely populated, you're not in that kind of danger, maybe you can be that personal shopper for the people in LA, New York who can't get out. If you can get to your stores and it's safer, you're kind of taking on some of that risk, but because your risk is so much lower, you're actually not only providing you know, a financial service for yourself and your family, but like potentially a health service for other people because you're able to get the gear and the items that they're not really willing to go to a store and wait in line for because mm-hmm. of how densely populated those cities are. Maybe the stores aren't open there. I know like... I've done it myself, Mike. Yeah. Like I've gone to the Walmart parking lot and I park and I'm there with my son and I look, I'm like, let me check on eBay or yep. Amazon. Yeah. You know what? I can wait. I'm yep. just going to order it online. Yep. So yeah. Agreed. 
let somebody else do the shopping. And so maybe you're in one of those places where you you can do the shopping. And if you're not, then, um, you know, maybe road trip, right? Like I even thought about that. Like, do I take a road trip to one of these places? And again, safely, and you got to go yeah. with what you are comfortable with. Again, there's so much uncertainty still. Like we don't know, right? But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's good. All right. So those are her bolos. Interesting bolos this time around. Bolos. Bolos. What's your bolo? All right. So what are you looking forward to, Mike? Um, so this week is kind of the last week of school. Next week is officially the last week that I have students um, virtually, but it's kind of the <laughs> fun week. So all the grades are due at the end of this week. So this week is going to be absolutely miserable, overloaded with work. I've got so much grading, so much stuff to prepare and do. It's, it's just busy, 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 busy week. Uh, I've got a lot of like things I got to wrap up for the admin and all of that. But next week is kind of a light fun week. And then after that, no more students. And so kind of winding down. And so I'm finally moving into summer. I've been in this weird limbo and I'm not going to complain because I, I'm going to look back at this time. Um, and as long as my family and all my friends and the people <clears> I know come out of this healthy and okay, um, you know, of course, I, my heart breaks for people who've, whose lives have really been impacted. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I'm going to come out very thankful and with a lot of gratitude that I've been able to spend so much time with my wife and my son. Uh, it's just been truly incredible as far as that goes. Uh, but it's been in this weird limbo where like I'm working every day. I'm at home more than I'm normally at home, but I still I come here and I do a bunch of schoolwork. And so it's like kind of like it's summer, but it's not. And so I feel like I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of wrapping this up and really being able to like, all right. Now I can just be all in on offer up, let go, Facebook marketplace, maybe do some sourcing, got my road trip coming up and, and I can do it without thinking, oh yeah, and I still have work, right? So I'm excited about that. Nice. What about you? So I'm going to, by the time actually that this has already dropped, uh, I've already hit a thrift store. So I'm, I'm going to hit a couple of thrift stores. I uh, just, I, I don't know. I, I've kind of just want to see like, is this something I still want to do? Make sure you know, to take one of these with you. A hundred percent. I got my mask. You know, I'm up in the air about gloves, right? I, yeah, I don't work. I mean, at least from what I gather, uh, unless you're going to take them off. We're not giving any advice, by the way. No, no, no. But but if you wear gloves and you're not taking them off when you're like immediately when you're done touching stuff. And like, yeah, there's no point. You touch your phone and then you take your gloves yeah. off. And you just, like, yeah, so gloves, it's better to just sanitize. Yeah. Gloves are, are very effective. If like you're a doctor and you walk into a room, you put gloves on, you touch stuff. Then as your way out, you throw them away. Right. Because then your hands are clean. So, um, yeah, I would say gloves are going to be beneficial if you're going to like wear them, not touch your face or anything that's personal while you're in a store and then throw them away on your way out. Uh, but yeah, be, be careful while you're out doing your, your thrifting. Yeah. So we'll see you. And that'll be on our Instagram story. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to start doing some more retail arbitrage again, even though I said I was kind of done with it. I, I think this has made me change my model of what I'm doing for a little bit. Um, I think I'll go back to FBA. I just, right now, I really like that I was able to get, sell stuff. And I already knew this. I just, I, I think before I felt comfortable that when I sent things to FBA, like it was going to check in pretty quick. Now there's still delays. And so I'm going to see how long I can ride this Merchant Fulfilled train. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. Nice. I like it. Hopefully to get to 2,500 listings. Uh, hopefully 3,000 by the end of the summer. But we'll see what yeah. happens on eBay. So anyways, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate all of you. And with that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Late. Late.